0: Okay. I I won't say anything. (laughs) Would
1: you just do me a favor and not say anything? (laughs) Be silent. Be silent. Great. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Ready, 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 ready. Okay. Welcome to Book Talk, Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina from TBR, etc., And I'm Renee from It's Book Talk. This is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. Today is
0: our summer bonanza episode. We'll share something that we're into, review our latest read, and have book talk about the 10 new books that we're most excited to read this summer. We're a new podcast, so if you like what you hear, we'd love for you to follow us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, Tina. Hello. Are you excited to talk about our summer books? I am very excited. This is one of my most favorite things is to put together a summer list and then try to narrow it down to the top 10 was even more fun.
1: I know. And then I was, I I had, I think, originally like 18 on my list. and. It changed so many times. I swear to you, I would add one, take one down. I must have thought about this for like a total of 15 hours, just like thinking like what should be on the list and why it was fun though. I mean, I think that's probably why we wanted to do
0: a book podcast because we're both pretty nerdy like that. We are. We love to spend time researching books, writing down lists, making lists. And by the way, I changed up one on my... Oh,
1: you did? So did I. Yes. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see. Hopefully we didn't change it to the same one. If we did, who cares? I have we'll- a feeling
0: it's not going to be the same one.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it won't be. And I'm sure our listeners will have plenty of books to choose from regardless of what they are into. And exactly. speaking of that, what are you
0: into this week? This week, I am into an Instagram account, Ooh. which I think... I don't know. I think I discovered it a couple months ago. It's the Instagram account of Brian Russell Smith. Have you heard of him or follow him? I don't believe so. All right. I'm not sure. Now I'm going to have to look. Okay. (laughs) He's a senior video producer at Betches. So he does the funniest videos. And when you come across one, okay, so here's two of, of the ones that I really like. He did one called How I Write an Email Versus how I read one. And it is so spot on like little things like that. And then his other one is when your food delivery is a minute late. That's one of his most recent ones. Oh my gosh. It makes me laugh because what is
1: his handle?
0: Do you have it? Yeah. At Brian Russell Smith, B-R-I-A-N-R-U-S-S-E-L-L Smith at Brian Russell Smith. There we go. It's so okay. fun. It just makes oh. me laugh. I am really enjoying Instagram accounts that are creative and just makes you go, oh, wait, I do that. And then makes you mm-hmm. kind of let you laugh at yourself. Like the food delivery is just so, so good. Cause it's so what you find yourself doing when, cause you're watching or, you know, they told you like 20 minutes and then it's like 22. I know. And then you get, like, where is it?
1: Well, for us, it, we always say, you know, put it on our porch. Like, don't eat. We don't have to ring the doorbell, please. For the love of God, don't ring the doorbell because we have two dogs and a baby. And like one of them will alert us that somebody is there. So we know our food is there and we're obviously watching like, or waiting with bated breath. Mm -hmm. And inevitably they ring the doorbell and it's like, oh my God, (laughs) like we said not to. And it's such a first world
0: problem, but like I, when people ring my doorbell, it makes me insane. Um, I get that. Yep. So anyway, that's what I'm into very much enjoying Thank his you. account and, and he drinks wine quite often, which I find really amusing and I can relate. So what are you into this week?
1: <laughs> okay. So for me, I have been getting back into my favorite
0: murder. Do you oh, know? the? Podcast? Oh yes. I haven't listened yeah, yeah. to it in, in quite a while, in but a while. Yes.
1: Same, but it's one of my favorite podcasts. But obviously, um, in prepping for our podcast, I've been listening and focusing a lot on book podcasts. So I have gotten away from them. But I did want to recommend a specific episode to you, and it's episode 268. And it's Karen's coverage of The Poet of Wichita. And it's true crime, obviously, but this story and the way she tells it totally knocked my socks off. You'll want to go in blind. So don't Google the poet of Wichita. It was one of those things I had it on while I was working and I had to literally pause what I was doing to stop and just focus on what she was saying because I was so captivated. And that's how, you know, it's a good story is if You know, you have something going in the background, and it all of a sudden sucks all of your focus. It's the kind of story where if you were to read it in a thriller, you would almost think, okay, this is a little too implausible. But it's crazier because it's real life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that is episode two sixty
0: eight of my favorite murder. Oh, okay. I will definitely be listening. Uh, I love well, I love true crime, but I also love when it sounds like it could be in a thriller, but Mm -hmm. it's real. Okay. Before
1: we get into our summer bonanza, I want to hear about your latest read because you've been keeping
0: it from me. And now I want to finally
1: hear about it. Okay.
0: (laughs) It is Her Dark Lies by JT Ellison. Oh, cool. Okay. This is a thriller. I listened to it, I listened to the whole thing. I loved the narrator. And then when I went back to check to see who it was, of course, it's Brittany Presley. That's no wonder I love it. She's one of my favorite. This is a thriller and it has the hallmarks of many things that I like as far as a coastal Italian town, Hmm. you've got the estate set up on a clifftop mountain. You have a wealthy family and you've got a up and coming artist, Claire Hunter. She is marrying the handsome Jack Compton of that family, and they are going to have their wedding at this isolated villa. Now, as soon as they get there, something feels off. The setup is very typical. There's a storm because it's beautiful. It's supposed to be sunshiny, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got that setup. Raging storm. Of course, the power goes out. Of course, That's the funny. generators aren't working. I right. mean, I'm okay with all of that. For the first 40%, I was very much intrigued because you also have another perspective of someone that is unexpected and that was connected with Jack. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much. This is the hard thing about, about doing a premise of a thriller. As the story went on, the levels of suspension of disbelief became where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to say this is very outrageous. It went into outrageous territory. It got one too
1: many, one yes. too many things for you. And to I can't say what those on. were
0: be- that's all right. Because then spoilers, I don't know. I love I I loved it in the first 40%. And I didn't in the last 60. So
1: this would not be on your recommended reads list.
0: Probably not. Okay. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I probably read Mm -hmm. it in a day and a half or listened to it in a day and a half. Because of those reasons I just gave, I would Mm -hmm. have to say maybe, maybe not so much. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I will continue to read
1: her. Yeah. I've liked her books in the past. Have you read her? I think I have. I have one or two on my shelf, and now I'm like, I don't know if I've actually read them. I bet
0: I would not. have thought you would have maybe read "Lie to Me," which was very popular.
1: I think. A couple I years yes, ago. I did. I I did, and now you couldn't pay me to tell you what it was about or yeah. if I liked it, <laughs> which is why <laughs> I have to keep notes on my books and Goodreads or wherever. I think I yes. Oh, I loved that one. Oh I my gosh, too. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. I loved that one. It was about a husband and a wife, yes. naturally, yep. which doesn't narrow anything down. That one, I remember listening to and I could not put it down. I think I listened to that too. I'm sorry that I forgot that I was so into that one. Now I feel bad. (laughs) No, it was good. I know. I'm glad you remember. It was several years ago. It's probably 2018 that I read it,
0: but I think, okay. So anyway, that was Her Dark Lies by JT Ellison. What's your latest read? My
1: latest read, it's kind of the same thing. I don't know if I'm putting it on my recommended reading list or not, but I'll tell you who I think would like it. My latest read was Temper by Lane Fargo. I picked this one up because I was playing around in Storygraph and they have this awesome feature where you're able to enter in a bunch of criteria that you're looking for in your next read, like length and um, you know genre. Is it slow, medium, fast paced, all of those things. And I think I put in fast paced page turn or something like that. And it popped out Temper by Lane Fargo. So I thought, hey, it was available at my library. So I picked it up. And it's feminist literary suspense about the Chicago theater scene, which, of course, I loved the Chicago setting. And it was very, very accurate in terms of, oh, she's walking to the L and they're going to this restaurant. So that part I love. You have a mercurial director who's known for pushing his actors to their limit. He's like the center of the story. But the story is told from the viewpoint of the two women in his life his longtime business partner, Joanna, and the leading lady of their latest play, Kira. And it was kind of a slow burn, but the chapters were super short. And it really kept me engaged because I wanted to see what all was going to happen. And I couldn't decide who's telling the truth, who's lying, who's the one with the temper, where is this going? It was a touch slower than I tend to gravitate toward, but I actually did think there was pretty good char- uh, character development. And I especially think if you are a reader who is at all familiar with the theater scene, you would like it even more because it had a lot of descriptive sections about them practicing for their play and you know all of the things that go into being an actor on stage. I think if you had some of that background, you'd like It even more. I think I rated it about three and a half, maybe three point seven five stars.
0: That's not that's pretty Um, good.
1: Which isn't bad. Yeah, not at all. But I did switch to audio halfway through, and that definitely got me even more invested because it was pretty well narrated. This was Temper by Lane Fargo. I love when an audio
0: can do that. Mm-hmm. So and I'm much. such a
1: sucker for okay I'm reading this it, and that's a, a mark of a book that you can tell I'm into if I have it in one format and I find it in audio
0: so that I could keep listening yes, while I'm doing other things that's the best maybe we'll do another episode on story graph because yes. I just discovered it too and I I think I'm going to have to check out what popped out as the number 1 recommendation Based on what I put in.
1: Yeah. And it's fun. And I'm so glad that I tried it. Cause I was curious. I'm like, I wonder how good of a recommendation it is. It's spot on. It's definitely a book that I would have picked up and I would not have found it if it wasn't for story mm-hmm. graphs. I really like that. And it's not one I've seen. I don't think very much. You know, it hasn't been talked about a ton, I don't think. No. So I'm glad I picked it the up. The one that
0: popped out for me, I oh. have never heard of. What is it? It remember? is The Three by Sarah Lott.
1: I've never I heard of it. So we, we will report back. Do a deep
0: I'm going th- yeah, we'll to read it. I'll read it and report back.
1: Yes. All right. Well, sounds good. Now is the moment we've been waiting for. It's time for our summer bonanza. I will tell you my list is pretty heavy on the thrillers because in the summer, I need something that's a page turner and that's maybe a little bit lighter. Almost I'm thinking you're, latest read might work for me in the summer because it sounds like it was all right, maybe a little bit unbelievable, but got your attention. Obviously in the summer too, like most of us, I'm likely to be reading a book a couple of pages at a time here and there because we're doing a lot of other things. I was looking for books on this list that are relatively easy to dip in and out of.
0: Okay. And I would have thought that that I would have told you that I mainly want to read thrillers in the summer. And then when mm-hmm. I went over my list, I'm like, Oh, I have mainly contemporary fiction Ooh. slash women's fiction with a couple thrillers thrown in. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to hear you tell me about. Also, we'll
1: go through our list. We each picked 10. Yes. So we'll try and get through this pretty quickly. And then at the very end, we will tell you which one we're the most excited for. I'll go first. And this is actually the only book on my list that I have read. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. Yep. I couldn't resist. I had to put it on my summer bonanza list. And this book is called Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. It comes out June 1st, and I completely adored it. It is the story of Eva Mercy. She is an author and a single mom who also battles chronic pain, and one day she's at a literary event when a man she was never expecting to see again in her life shows up, and it's the reclusive and highly praised novelist Shane Hall. Nobody knows this, but the two shared an intense seven days together back when they were in high school and haven't seen each other in 15 years. And when I say intense, this was a very intense seven days and it gets pretty dark. So there are some trigger warnings in this book. Ultimately, you know, the two see each other, they, they talk to to one another and basically Eva's life gets turned upside down. And the story follows them as they rehash everything they went through when they were younger. It is dark in places, but there's also a lot of joy I could not turn the pages fast enough. It's funny. There's funny characters in it. I thought it was incredible. And, and honestly, it was one of my favorite books I've read so far this year. So I'm very excited for it to come out so more people can read it. This book
0: was Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. That is very high on my list. I may have to pre-order that. I think I'm going to. I yeah. need a copy. Oh, I okay. Copy. I was going to say, unless you have a copy, I could borrow, mm-hmm. but... I don't. I had, I had an ebook. Okay. I love the sound of like a combination of dark with Mm -hmm. funny with potential love story, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least in the past. So Mm -hmm. that's on my list. All of
1: those components. Okay. Good.
0: Oh, I love it. So my first summer pick is The Invisible Husband of Frick Island by Mm -hmm. Colleen Oakley, which comes out May 25th. Uh, I kind of put, I think this is contemporary fiction versus more women's fiction, but it might be both. So we have main character, Piper Parrish. Don't know if I'm crazy about the name. (laughs) The alliteration, Piper Parrish. Piper Parrish. Okay. Frick Island. So we've got the island, we've got water setting, which I think I am definitely drawn to for Mm summer reads. She has what seems like a perfect life, except her husband, Tom went out on his crab boat and he did not return. Mm. Here's the unique premise that got me with this one she is obviously grieving, upset, and decides to carry on with life as if he's still alive. So she oh no. she goes around town walking, talking as if he's right beside her, goes to their favorite restaurant as if he's right beside her, makes breakfast as if he's with her. And the town decides to play along with that. Oh no. So they're oh, all gosh. pretending like he's still alive. In comes a a journalist who gets assigned to do a story on the annual cake walk fundraiser in this little remote town. He gets wind of this unusual happening going on in the town with everyone pretending like this guy is still alive and he starts to dig a little deeper into the story and spends time with her. And it sounds like there's the possibility of a complicated love story. Okay. So what I'm Mm. hoping is I didn't read any reviews for any of these really. I try to avoid that, but what I'm hoping is her and the journalists click somehow. And what if her husband's not dead? There's a lot of ways it could go. Right? I know. So that is the Invisible Husband of Frick Island by Colleen Oakley.
1: Oh, and Colleen Oakley wrote that book last year. You were there or something? I'm. You really were there too. The you were there too. Yes. yes, yes. I remember. that. I had to put that one down because it had a specific scene in the beginning. I was pregnant, and the woman was also pregnant. And I was like, "This is too. This is too much for me." Oh. I know people loved that one, so I'm very curious to hear. How you find this one. It
0: sounds unique for sure. I love when there's, I mean, it's kind of same old premise, a little bit missing, you know, somebody's missing, but the fact that she's pretending that he's still alive and everyone else goes along with it, that's unique. It is. And I like the
1: small town setting. It sounds like it'll be pretty, hopefully not too sad, but.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm going to take a sharp left (laughs) and talk about (laughs) my next book, which is called Ace of Spades. And it's by Farida. Abike Amide, and it comes out on June 10th. This one is YA, which is a genre that I don't always read. It was pitched as get out meets gossip girl, but black and queer. So I was like, okay, I I must have this book. I need to know more. This actually came on my radar probably a year ago, more than a year ago, because the author at the time was 21 years old and she's she's a British student. And the book got picked up and she got a million dollar book deal for this. Oh, wow. And this is her debut. It sounds like it's going to be dark academia and messy, rich people behaving badly, which is one of my favorite. Love it. Anytime yes. I see rich people behaving badly, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to take a look. <laughs> I want to say this one is set in New York as well. And it had a really lovely cover. So already this one's on my radar and I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And this book is called Ace of Spades by Farida
0: Abike Umide. I had not heard of that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you read that only because I usually don't tend to read a whole lot of YA, but I'm interested I also have not seen Get Out.
1: You've not seen Get Out. Or Gossip Girl. (laughs) Wait. I haven't seen either one of those. How you are the movie person and you've not seen Get Out. I I saw Get Out. Oh my gosh. Get Out is incredible. And I know one of my sons told me. You got to see it. I don't know why I haven't. And I don't mess with scary movies at all. It's suspenseful. You would really, okay, that's going to be an assignment. You've got to see Get Out. (laughs) Also Gossip Girl. I loved the show. I mean, it's, you know, now it's nostalgic for me, but yeah. So it's Get Out meets Gossip Girl in that they're rich teens and they're at this like elite private school and they're, you know, probably, I think it's set in New York.
0: I think that must be meant to be that I have to watch that movie because my Mm -hmm. next pick has been compared to that movie. Really? Yes. Oh, tell me about it. Okay. Okay. So my my next pick is The Other Black Girl by mm-hmm. Zakia Dahlia Harris. Comes out mm-hmm. June 1st. Is a psychological thriller. In the blurb on Goodreads, it does say, this is Get Out meets The Devil Wears Prada.
1: I think you're right. And I, I think that now is like one of those... I've seen a lot of books compared to Get Out. It's like almost like ve- veering into Gone Girl territory, but it's still good to okay. me. Like I still will read like anything compared to Get you Out, will. which is why you have to, you know, you've got to okay. get it. So you understand the reference. But
0: anyway, all right, I will. I'm going to watch it. it. So this is a debut. It is about the tension that occurs when two young black women meet against the starkly white backdrop of New York City book publishing. That's really all I need to hear when I right. I, I love <laughs> books set in the world of publishing, especially New York City world of publishing or TV shows. So Nella Rogers is tired of being the only black employee at Wagner Books. She's dealing with isolation, she's dealing with microaggressions, and she's thrilled When Harlem born and bred Hazel starts working there, they, sounds like they become friends. I think they're in cubicles next to each other. Then notes start to appear on Nella's desk that say, leave Wagner, go now. Or else. Yes. And I think also Hazel, at the same time this is happening, Hazel gets a promotion or maybe somehow moves her way up and Nella doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's billed as whip smart, dynamic thriller with sly social commentary, very edge of your seat until the last twist that can go either way, right? When, when something is marketed as, Oh, that final twist, or you will be so surprised by the last twist who knows, mm-hmm. but I'm in, I I'm intrigued to find out. And the author, I did read just a teeny tiny bit, no reviews. I did see that the author was on Goodreads and had worked at Knopf and Doubleday
1: Mm. or leaving
0: to go write this book.
1: Oh, I think I did hear that. Okay. Cause this one's on my proverbial list too. Not
0: on the list I'll share today, but I definitely, I let you have this one. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was like,
1: one of us is going to talk about (laughs) this book for sure.
0: Okay. So that is The Other Black Girl by Zakiya Dahlia
1: Harris. All right. So I have another one that comes out on June 10th, and this is The Maidens by Alex Michaelides. I am basically just trusting in the author on this one because in the synopsis, it talks about Greek mythology. I and saw usually that. when I hear Greek mythology, my brain literally just shuts off. Um, I'm with but, you. yeah, I really enjoyed the silent patient. That was his debut. I loved it. It was one of my favorite thrillers of the year. It came out. The rest of the premise of the maidens does sound good to me. Basically you have Mariana and she is convinced that a charismatic Greek tragedy professor at Cambridge university is a murderer but he's untouchable because of his reputation and ev- you know everyone would think that would never be something that he would do but then a student gets murdered and mariana is convinced there's something more sinister going on and there's this group of i think female students called the maidens and i don't know if they are the people that she uh, suspects as having done the murder but she is willing to risk it all to investigate. This one really, honestly, and the cover's beautiful. I've been trying to get my hands on this one. Hopefully it holds up, but not too much longer now.
0: It comes out June 10th. And this one is The Maidens by Alex Michaelidi. That is on my list too. I love The Silent Patient. I am hoping this does not fall into the sophomore slump category. Let's Mm -hmm. hope not. It sounds great. That's a great summer thriller. I also do not go for Greek mythology, but when you add murder into it, I'll consider it. I'll consider it.
1: you <laughs> will consider it. He'll oh, give that it a sounds pass. so bad. I feel like there's probably a lot of murder in Greek mythology. Anyway, I just can't. I, it just I can't takes either. me right back to like freshman year of high school. And I was like, oh gosh. So
0: yeah. anyway, okay. we'll, we'll have to see about that one. We'll discuss that for sure. My third pick is Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrand.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it comes
0: out June 1st. I I cannot pass on an Ellen Hildebrand novel. She's billed as the queen of the beach read. I don't always love every summer book that she comes out with, but I will always give it a try. Okay, This one, I read the synopsis and I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. The main character is Vivian Howe, author of 13 beach novels. Oh, okay. okay? (laughs) And mother of three. She is killed in a hit and run accident while jogging near her home on Nantucket. Mm -hmm. Well, they say, write what you know. And apparently
1: she's (laughs) been, she's got her formula down. This must
0: be her, what her, what if story. So she's killed and she ascends to the beyond where she's assigned to a person named Martha who allows her to watch what happens for one final summer. Okay. Oh, it, it, I mean, that's all I need. It really is. <laughs> so she is also granted 3 nudges, which would be the opportunity to, to change outcomes of events on earth, only 3. And of mm-hmm. course, all 3 of her almost grown children are spiraling. Of course. So right. it's it sounds like it does she use them one for each of them? Or does she, you know, save it for something else? Hidden truths are revealed. Family drama ensues. She is also very worried about what's going to happen if someone gets a hold of her final book, which contains a secret that can destroy her reputation.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I love it. I love the sound of this. I love stories that deal with the afterlife Mm. and where characters maybe are, are doing what she's doing and watching from above
1: kind of along the lines. I have that one. I, that (laughs) does not sound appealing to me. No, I, I, I I shy away from books like that, that are like, you know, in another life, maybe I would have done it differently, those types of things, or if you're, but I'm curious, like I, this, it sounds like almost a departure for her. Like, it doesn't sound like Right. Anything
0: that I've read of hers before.
1: I mean, other than like, obviously some of the beginning stuff, but like the ascension
0: to the beyond it's interesting. This sounds very different. Um, the cover is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. But it does. It sounds like she decided to, to do a what if story and and I'm Mm -hmm. good with that. I'm hoping it will be along the lines and as good as I liked my life. Did you, did you read that one? No, I don't know this one. Mm -mm. Same kind of premise. This is Golden Girl by Ellen Hildebrand.
1: Okay. Next up on my list is Hairpin Bridge by Taylor Adams. Mm. I knew that you would let me have this one because I (laughs) love his last (laughs) book, No Exit. It was one of my all-time favorite thrillers. So I am very excited to see how I like this one. And this comes out on June 15th. Basically, a girl loses her twin sister to suicide. She travels to the scene of where the supposed incident happened to ask questions because she thinks there is just absolutely no way that her sister would do that. And she starts, um, I guess she befriends a sheriff in town. He starts giving her a little bit of information. And the more questions she asks, the more she's finding it's not adding up it sounds like things start to get darker and she starts to feel a little bit threatened and wonders if her own life is at risk as well. And this is set in rural Montana. So it sounds like it might have some of the similar elements of No Exit, but maybe not Blizzard. But anyway, this one is Hairpin Bridge by Taylor Adams. Okay,
0: I'll let you vet that one for me. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) So my fourth book is one of my most anticipated That is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah. You have you read this one already? I have read it. It was the first book I read in that's what I, I thought you had. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I, I don't know said what you thought of about it. it. No, we okay. haven't talked about it. So that comes out June 1st. I really didn't even need to know anything about this to know I was mm-hmm. gonna read it. I've I think I've read just about every one of her books.
1: Oh yeah. I think I have so. to go back to some of her older books because I definitely love her.
0: I loved most of her older ones. Um wasn't super crazy about maybe in another life, but even that. I still gave like three, okay. three and a half stars. This one is the story of four famous siblings who throw an epic party to celebrate the end of the summer. Over the course of 24 hours, their lives will be changed forever. And these are the kids of Mick Riva, legendary singer from, I believe, you can tell me if I'm right, The husband, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo.
1: Yes, it okay. was
0: in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It takes place in August of 1983, takes place over one night at the mansion. Sounds like there are lots of secret lies and betrayals plus family drama. That's all I need to know outside of, of just the fact that it's her book and I will read it no matter what. Yeah, that's basically where I'm at. She's at auto-read status for me yes. as well. Yes, that is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Do yes. you agree with the Secrets, Lies, Betrayals? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm yeah, And I, I really did enjoy that one
1: too. So you've got something to look forward to. And I love the cover. It's very summery. Yes. It's like I love water it. And there's surfboards. It's beautiful.
0: Okay, looking forward Um, to that one.
1: What is your next one? Okay, my next book, it's actually um, a theme, if you'll notice, of my summer bonanza list has been authors that are repeat authors for me. And this next one is no exception. This is Rock the Boat by Beck Dory Stein. It is her debut novel, but she is the author of a book that I loved. And actually, I recommend it in a previous episode. And it's from the corner of the Oval, which was kind of her, almost a memoir of her time working in the White House. Rock the Boat is fiction, and this one comes out June 29th. And basically you have a... A young woman whose life in Manhattan suddenly suddenly implodes. She goes back to her seaside hometown to regroup and basically get her bearings back. Um, and essentially is coming up with a plan to show to herself and to whoever else that she's worthy of her life in New York. Meanwhile, she runs into some of her old friends. It's this person, this guy called the Prince of Sea Point, which I guess is the name of their hometown, and he's returned to show his mother that he's worthy of taking over the family. Business. Okay. And there is a third friend and basically the three of them come back together, but the bonds of their friendship are tested when long buried secrets from their hometown comes to light. Sounds like there's something that goes on. Um, it says we've got secrets as corrosive as the salt air, Ooh. which for me, literally, I'm like, okay, I want to know what your secrets are. We need to are. know. Like, that's, yes, right, that's good enough. Secrets for me. Secrets are the best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm curious to see what they are because sometimes mm-hmm. in a book, if there's secrets that are threatening to implode the friendship, I'm like. Really, it's not that big of a deal. If you would have just communicated, it would have been fine. So we'll have to see how this goes, but it sounds great to me. I'm definitely going to read it. I really like the author and I'm excited for her. And this is Rock the Boat by
0: Beck Dory Stein. I hadn't heard of that one, but now... I'm gonna yeah. add it to my TV. It's really
1: cute. It's yellow and it's got three turtles on the front. It's a very oh, cute
0: cover. Okay, yeah. This passed this passed me by. Is it set? The whole story set in Manhattan? No, it's set in their seaside hometown. Oh, they're both from Manhattan. Where, where was Manhattan that you said?
1: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got they both, okay. Both of them. Yeah. The two friends kind of came back together in their hometown, and their hometown is called Sea Point. Oh, okay. And I bet they're sea turtles,
0: judging oh, by the cover. Yeah. So. Okay. I think I'll. Good. Like this that one. does sound good. All right. So my next one is all together. Now by Matthew Norman mm. comes up mm-hmm. June 15th. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this, but I do know the author. Okay. Did you read his previous book? The last couple standing? I did. And I liked it. it was I good. loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't sound like you gave it five stars, which I didn't. No, I didn't give it five stars. <laughs> I love I mean it. let's not go crazy.
1: Good. It was it was very good. And it was different than I was expecting too. It was unexpectedly funny, which yes, I really enjoyed. Exactly. I was really about, um couples essentially breaking up. And this last couple obviously is the last right. one left. And they, they, yeah, they took to unconventional lengths to try and see if they want to stay together, um, which I enjoyed.
0: Yes, it was very entertaining. I really, really like his writing. So, this one sounds completely different. It is a dying man who I believe is 35, so very young, brings his oldest friends together for one last beach blowout in what sounds like is witty, funny, and maybe potentially sad. He is a reclusive billionaire. His name is Robbie Malcolm. He's been hiding the fact that he's dying from the world. Mm -hmm. He's a, I think a tech billionaire. Uh, He decides to invite his oldest friends, three of them, to Fenwick Island, which is on the coast of Delaware, so there we have the coastal setting. He's going to share his secret and reveal plans for each of them that he believes will change their lives forever. However, oh. Robbie isn't the only one with secrets, and everything comes to light over a wild weekend full of surprises. So secrets are popping mm-hmm. up again.
1: Mm-hmm. And Seaside town, or you know, we've got a beach. Probably, we've, got, we've this got, one. Will, yeah. This is definitely going to, I'll put this on my list too. Cause I love, it sounds like a great setup. And if it's anything like his last book, it was a nice balance of seriousness and actual, you know, thoughtful I kind of, of commentary, on yeah, thoughtful commentary on marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mixed with levity mixed with a little bit of humor. Exactly. It sounds like he'll probably do it again. It here. does
0: sound like that. And also I think this time it sounds like you've got extreme wealth thrown into uh, uh, a friend, like friendships, say no more, Yeah, say no, no more <laughs> sometimes does not go well. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing if this is a combination, funny and sad or bittersweet mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to be here for that. So this was all together now by Matthew Norman. Okay. So next up for me is Razorblade tears by S a Cosby. And this
1: comes out on July 6th. I added it to my list because I loved his book from last summer called Blacktop Wasteland. Literally the premise of this one, I was reading it and it got my pulse racing. Ooh, I, was so yeah, I haven't
0: so, heard of this.
1: Yes. Uh, Razorblade Tears. And it's got a pink cover, which I love. Okay. But anyway, basically the tagline is a black father, a white father, two murdered sons and a quest for vengeance. Oh, and I'm okay. like, all right. You have a man, like I said, who is an ex-con who's been out of jail and out of trouble for 15 years. But he finds out that his son and his son's husband have been murdered. The dad of the murdered husband also is an ex-con. Unlike the first dad, he still has his sketchy contacts in the underworld. The two bereaved fathers band together to essentially exact revenge for their sons. Because it sounds like the sons are obviously married to each other. And it sounds like the one father was not accepting of their relationship or of their marriage, but they have to basically confront their own prejudices and put that aside to essentially, it says, as they rain down vengeance upon those who hurt their boys. And I literally, I I'm very interested in this. If it's anything like blacktop wasteland, this will be fast paced, but also with characters that have a lot of heart that aren't perfect, but really, really make you want to root for them. So I'm very
0: excited for this one. Um, And like I said, this is called Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. Okay. Thanks for putting that on my radar. I had not heard of that and I'm going to try to get a hold of that or put it on my library holds immediately. I love flawed characters that Mm -hmm. may decide to get revenge in any way they can.
1: And it sounds a little bit like his, did you read Blacktop Wasteland? No. No. Okay. So in the last book too, it was kind of a similar thing. A, a, a guy has essentially gotten out of the game, quote unquote, but, um, for various reasons, he's sort of pulled back into it. And that's what it sounds like you have here. You've got a lot of similarities. It sounds like between the main characters. So
0: I think this will be really good, it, but what like, like your it. next
1: pick? Okay.
0: My next pick is an author that I keep reading. <laughs> Even though I say I, I say I'm not, but then I do. And okay, so it's "Survive the Night" by Riley Sager. Oh, yay! Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have—I think I've given every one of his books a try except for one, and I have not enjoyed any of them very much except for "Home Before Dark." Okay, <laughs> but this one, see,
1: and that's funny because I loved "Final Girls," I loved "Lock Every Door," and I
0: hated. Home that before is, dark. I, that's so interesting. I, maybe we can, maybe we can dig what into a right. Yes. We can have a Riley Sager episode because I am confused by, by that.
1: <laughs> I to... I, that confuses me.
0: It really does because. <laughs> okay. Okay. But this one got me. The setup is 1991. George Bush is president. Nirvana's in the tape deck. A movie-obsessed college student, Charlie Jordan, is in a car with a man who might be a serial killer. That's that's all I read.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was
0: like, oh, God, okay, I'm going to need to read this book. Because I was still a teenager in 1991. And I remember I was not crazy about Nirvana, but I love movies. I was like, oh, this... This is speaking to me. So I loved Nirvana and I was young. I was like in
1: middle school and that was my favorite band was Nirvana. I wrote a paper oh, really? on really in middle school. Yes, I remember very vividly.
0: <laughs> uh okay. I had graduate I was a freshman in college. So this is a college student who's leaving. Oh, perfect. So this was just it, it called to me. I, ha- I have to find out more. And serial killer, potential right. serial killers. Most so,
1: importantly, <laughs> yes. why is there a serial killer in your car?
0: <laughs> exactly. They are both leaving their college or their college campus. Josh Baxter, he's the man behind the wheel. They, they kind of do a ride share, it sounds like. He agrees to take her back to Ohio. Hello, which is where yeah. I live. Yes. I mean, come on. This is for you. So she jumps in and she is dealing with guilt and grief over the murder of her best friend mm. who became the third victim of the man known as the campus killer. Now, you know where this is going. Josh is heading home to take care of his sick father, or so he says. So cue the cue the potential <laughs> horror music or um, <laughs> scary music. So you've got you you've got a dead of the night highway car trip where only where the places they can stop are truck stops, rest stops. So you oh you're gosh. setting this nowhere scene. good. No, nowhere good. Middle of the night. And the only way to call for help is a pay phone because the other thing right, I love is nice. this is pre pre cell phones. This mm-hmm. is, so this sounds exactly like something that I would love. I am I'm expecting to love it, I will let you know that. Survive the night by Riley Sager.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. It sounds yes. so fun. I, oh, I'm definitely going to read that one as well. Okay. Like I said before, I am a total sucker for rich people problem books, so the next one fits right within that, and it's called The Sinful Lives of Trophy Wives by Kristen Miller. This one comes out on July 20th, and it tells the story of the trophy wives of Presidio Terrace. San Francisco's most exclusive and apparently most deadly neighborhood. You have a wife that is an author who is beholded to the demands of her much older and demanding husband, a news anchor and a community pillar who's married to a plastic surgeon and an older woman who's cashed in on the deaths of her first two husbands and earned herself the nickname Black Widow. And so this is probably the most popcorn thriller of my picks, but, and it really could be hit or miss with books like this, but it also could be really fun mm-hmm. because apparently the black widow's newest husband passes away. Drama ensues. So I hope this is good. So this one's called the sinful
0: lives of trophy wives by Kristen Miller. That's on my TV art also. Oh, good. Yeah. It does sound, it does sound like a popcorn thriller, but also kind of fun. With um, women drama and yeah, I hope I hope it ends up being really good.
1: Yeah, and I like the San Francisco setting. Yes, I don't know if I've read very many thrillers and set in San Francisco at all. No, I'm interested in that.
0: I like that too. I think I thought when I saw Hairpin Bridge that that might have been set in San Francisco, but you said Montana. So. No,
1: that one's Montana. Okay, yeah.
0: I think I was just thinking like bridge, and <laughs> I don't know why I thought. Oh, I bet that's San Francisco. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Okay. My next one is called Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light by Ooh. Helen Ellis. This okay. is the sneak. This is the one I switched sneaky out. Sneaky pick? Yeah. I I decided that no, I think I, I I need to put this one in. It's it's a memoir and it's actually a collection of essays, Ooh. which would not normally be something that I might put on my summer reading list, but this sounds so good. So these are essays on friendship that among her and friends as they approach 50. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Oh, this kind of really speaks to me. It's 12 essays, and she dishes on married middle-aged sex stories of sorrow with a psychic. Oh, come on.
1: that's a I, cat I, that is my catnip.
0: <laughs> and I need, now I need to know what the psychic had to say. Lengths that they have all went to fight aging. And then she asks the question Are you there, menopause? It's me, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it just sounds funny and it sounds kind of heartfelt. And there's a wide range of fun characters. And the blurb says it's a book that reads like the best cocktail party of your life. And this sounds so fun. fun. I am going to read this. Yeah, I'm going to read this on my patio with a large glass of Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. That's my (laughs) plan. That is my plan. It is Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light by Helen Ellis.
1: That sounds so good. Okay. I'm glad
0: you shared that one because that one is new to me. I've never heard of it. It does sound really good. And I don't read a lot of essays, but every now and then a memoir will come along that just really like, Speaks to me and I usually end up loving it. So I hope that's the case. Yeah. And that one does sound good to me. Um, I like memoir though. So I'll pretty much
1: read. I'll read such a wide range of memoir because I feel like it's such a great way to get to know the inner workings of such a, a wide range of people.
0: Yeah. I think you read more memoir than I do. The ones that I have read, I usually really enjoy. I'm almost positive that will be the case here, but we'll see. So next for me is The Perfect Family by Robin Harding. I'm very excited about this one.
1: Yes. I think it'll be good. This one comes out on August 10th and I love Robin Harding. She is always good for a twisty thriller for me. At this point, I will pick up anything she writes because it's always, you know, maybe it's a little more popcorn-y than I'm in the moon for, Mm -hmm. um, but I always like it. This one, you have Thomas and Viv Adler, and they are the envy of their neighbors. They are attractive, successful. They have well-mannered, perfect children in a beautifully restored home. And I love books with neighborhood drama. For sure if it's done in the right way, but someone in their neighborhood starts to haze this family. And at first it's little things like having eggs thrown at their house. I mean, the police kind of dismiss it as, you know, neighborhood kids just being vandals, but eventually it escalates into violence. Supposedly these are, these attacks are not for nothing because each person in the Adler family is hiding something both from the outside world and from each other. Ooh. I'm very curious to see what they're hiding.
0: Secrets. You know, I love them. Yes. And this is The Perfect Family by Robin Harding. And we both had this on our list. So yes. this is, I love her too. Um, have you read all of her books? No, I have not. Okay, I haven't either. And her backlit, her early backlist is on my TBR, but um, I have not got to those yet. Yeah, I think I've just read her last, I think most recent too. Me too. I think so. Yes. Um, I do know someone who has read this and mm. the only thing they told me was they started it at 8 PM and stayed up until one or two to finish and loved it. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, That's so, enough for me. Yep. Good, good, good. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Okay. So my next one is, is one that takes kind of a familiar premise and puts a unique spin on it. So that's what caught my eye. It is Just One Look by Lindsay Cameron, and it comes out on July 27th. This is most definitely thriller slash psychological thriller, I would say. It is a young woman's escalating obsession with a seemingly perfect man leads her down a dangerous path in the story of suspense, envy, desire, and deception. That's the tagline. Here's what sounds unique about this one. You have Cassie Woodson who lost her job, corporate job. So she has fallen down the corporate ladder. She has bills looming and decides to take a temp job reviewing email correspondence for a large-scale fraud lawsuit, which is different, right? Mm -hmm. She's unhappy. She doesn't have a love life. She's lacking in friends. Her life is kind of a mess. That is kind of typical, but she starts going through all these emails for her job and something catches her eye. It is the tender in very private, exchange between a partner at the firm and his wife. It sounds like these emails don't have anything to do with the, with the lawsuit she's supposed to be reading and she gets sucked in and she starts Mm -hmm. reading all of their emails. She knows she shouldn't, but it's just one look.
1: Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah.
0: So once that door opens, she can't look away. She goes down a road where she becomes interested, obsessed. They're wealthy. I think it's set in Westchester County, New York she can't stop reading and she thinks that they're not keeping any secrets in their emails or so she thinks. She ends up arranging for a quote chance encounter with the husband. And from there things go haywire.
1: Sounds good. It does What's sound this good. one?
0: This is Just One Look by Lindsay Cameron. Oh, right.
1: Right. Just, just one, one Look. look it's Just emails. One Look.
0: It doesn't matter. Okay.
1: All right. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> what could Thank go wrong. wrong? Yes. Right. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that one. And so my next one is actually my new addition to the list. Ooh, after, okay. I, after I added it, I realized that it actually comes out on September 7th, technically the summer, but very, very much later into the summer. And this one is rock paper scissors by oh. Alice Feeney. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Alice Feeney is, I love her. I, she is one where I will read anything she writes. I'll give it a chance. And I loved her very first book. Definitely disliked her second. (laughs) And and I was good on her third one. Have Uh, you read this author?
0: Yes. I mean, oh oh yes. His and hers was in my top 10 Mm -hmm. audios last year.
1: Oh, Oh, that was great on audio. That was was so good. I might've
0: been my favorite one. But now that you say that, I remember the hoopla or whatever about that second book mm-hmm. and I didn't it read weird. it. Yeah, it was it's it's missable, I think okay. for me.
1: Um her first book was wonderful called Sometimes I Lie, mm-hmm. but yeah, the second one was I Know Who You Are and it got very odd and okay. I think a little offensive toward the end, so I would not recommend not that one. Not recommending. Okay. Wasn't hers like you said was wonderful on audio, but I do want to give her latest a try. Okay. So this is Rock, Paper, Scissors. This is a domestic thriller. It's basically about a marriage. This married couple basically has been keeping secrets from each other, and things have been going wrong for a long time. Their name is Mr. and Mrs. Wright, which I'm like, okay.
0: Oh, that's
1: (laughs) very clever. (laughs) Fine. Fair enough. So basically this couple wins a weekend away to Scotland. And so they think, perfect, this could be just what our marriage needs. The husband is a workaholic and he has a unique affliction of face blindness, which basically means he can't recognize friends or family or even his own wife. So I thought that was an interesting addition. We'll see how that plays out. Every year, his wife writes him a letter and apparently has never let him read these letters until now. A lot is hinging on this weekend. It's apparently going to make or break their marriage, but it turns out they did not randomly win this trip to Scotland. They didn't win it. Somebody, I guess, set them up. And it sounds like one of the two partners is lying and maybe somebody else doesn't want them to work things out. Oh, so, okay. Really. Like I said, I, at this point, I'm like, all right, what do you want to tell me? I will pick it up and, and give it a go. Right. But this one is called rock paper scissors
0: by Alice Feeney. I can't wait for that one. She yeah, does so a, we'll she does a, a little great bit job with plotting. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I feel like we're in for a treat no matter what. So I have a thriller coming up next and it is dark roads by chevy stevens she's a repeat author for me i've actually read possibly all of her books my favorite which is in probably my top thrillers ever is still missing and so oh, i'm really oh gosh you you got to add that to your tbr if you haven't read it i'm really hoping that this kind of falls more in that line. Here's the premise. For decades, people have been warned about the Cold Creek Highway. Hitchhikers have vanished along over the years. Women have been known to have their cars break down and never be seen again. Haley McBride decides to run away from an unbearable living situation and decides to disappear into the Cold Creek wilderness, counting on the fact that people will think she was the victim of this killer that is targeting the area. Fast forward one year, a woman named Beth comes to Cold Creek for a memorial for the highway victims. Her sister, Amber, was murdered the previous summer. Beth is struggling with mental health issues, popping pills, decides to take a job at the local diner and begins looking into what happened to her sister. And she finds out that many people are lying in Cold Creek.
1: Oh. Sounds good. Yeah, it
0: does sound good. Um,
1: And I've not heard of this author book. You yet. haven't?
0: Mm-mm. And we're going to link all of the books we mentioned,
1: even if it's not one of the summer picks in the yes, show notes.
0: We will. I feel like you would definitely like this author, especially Still Missing. So give that a try. And this one is Dark Roads by Chevy Stevens. So my last book is In the Country of Others by Leila Slamani. It comes out August 10th and it's historical suspense with, I think it's historical suspense with a love story, a complicated love story thrown in. So this is not typical of something I might read over the summer. There was something about this. She's the author of The Perfect Nanny, which I have not read, but just recently added to my TBR. Did yep, you read it? I know it? that book. I have not read okay. it, but I know it. I know. I want to read that. This is a passionate interracial love story between a Moroccan soldier who fought for France in World War II and a French woman. They fall in love. Sounds like she goes back with him or is with him in Morocco during World War II. So they settle in Morocco on an isolated farm and life becomes very hard for her. Her name is Matilda. She personally begins to feel isolated. You've got the tensions and violence of Morocco's independence as a backdrop and she has to deal with not only feeling isolated as a wife wife and mother but classism and assimilation issues. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a light summer read by any means, but I am intrigued by the Moroccan setting. I don't know it if I've read about There, though. Yeah, it does. It sounds like the time period, um, which is I think 1953, the setting and just a complicated love story. Uh, it sounds like something that I, I don't mind adding to my summer TBR. So that is in the country of others by Layla Slamani.
1: Well, I am a big dummy and I do actually have one more. <laughs> I wondered. I, just, I wondered. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's this so won't funny. Be in order, Um, my my bad, but that's okay. This one I do want to share because it is "Be Therapist" by B. A. Oh, Harris. yes. Okay. Yes. So this one comes out on July thirteenth, and I. When a book has the, uh, when it kind of basically tells me that there's going to be a therapist as a part of a character, I'm always interested. I'm like, okay, are they going to do it well? Are they going to like take too many liberties? So I have to see. This one is about a house actually that holds a shocking secret. And basically a married couple moves into their newly renovated dream house and they're thinking it will be everything they've hoped for and more. But as you probably can guess, they quickly find out that things are not as perfect as they seem when the wife finds out a devastating secret about their home. She becomes obsessed with trying to piece together what happened in her home years ago. And to make things more confusing, it seems like the neighbors know what happened and they're actively keeping things from her. So creepy house stories can be hit or miss for me. A lot uh-huh. of times I really like them, but sometimes I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't do it. And same thing with this author I, I tend to like B.A. Paris's novels, but once in a while, they are a little bit, you know, too, one too many red herrings for me. Okay. So we'll have to see, but this also has potential to be really good. So
0: this one is The Therapist by B.A. Paris. Okay, good. I, I want to read that one too. I didn't realize it was about the house so much.
1: So she begins to feel a strong
0: connection with Nina, the therapist who lived oh. there before. So oh, it sounds okay. like she becomes
1: obsessed with this okay. woman who used to live there.
0: Okay, got it. Okay. Yes, that sounds good. I, I also like when I hear therapists because they are dealing with getting inside your mind, and who knows what they can uncover.
1: <laughs> who knows what's all? Who knows your, what's so. going on?
0: Okay, I like the sound of it. I think we have a lot of potentially really good reads coming yes, up, and we
1: expect we'll be reading a lot of these throughout our summer read, So you'll hear what we thought about them as we share um, as a part of our latest read in future episodes. Yes. Okay. So I do want to share the book that I am the most excited about from this list. And actually, I don't think this is the one I would have picked prior to reading all the synopsis in depth. But once I read the synopsis of this one, I have to, I'm really, really excited. And this one is Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby. And that's the one where two ex-cons band together to exact revenge on their son. I'm so
0: excited to see that. See you made that me works. really excited about that yeah. one.
1: Sounds really good.
0: And I am most excited about Golden Girl by Ellen Elderbrand. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised because I would normally pick a thriller and I'm really excited about all these, but as soon as I read that this was set in kind of the, the afterlife with this mm-hmm. character. I I'm just so excited. What you're saying? I'm so well, excited. I think
1: it's good that we didn't have all thrillers. It sounds like it's got, mm-hmm. you know, we've got summer reads for a lot of like a wide range of readers.
0: I think so. I hope so. so. Hopefully,
1: you enjoyed our picks. And if you've read any of these books and want to share your thoughts with us, we'll be reading them over the
0: summer too. Just let us know what you thought. That's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us by following us wherever you listen to podcasts and by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us get our podcast out to new listeners and grows our audience. Feedback and questions about the show can be sent to at
1: gmail.com. You can also connect with us both at Book etc on Instagram and Tina at TBR, etc and Renee at It's Book Talk, Talk to you next week. And in the meantime, Go read something. something. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, okay. Um, and then do we, oh, we don't good. have to do four, eh? Because we just did it. We just oh, did. it. We, yeah, we did but it. First. We did it wrong, eh? Why do I keep saying eh? Oh, we Canadian? didn't do the shelf
0: edition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is <in> this truly? <laughs> eh?
0: I just realized you were doing you want that. laugh. Did you did you channel some Canadian? I don't know.